Blog Talk Radio. Today's show is a rebroadcast of one of our previous favorite episodes, and because of this, we regret that we're unable to take your live calls today.
she does as a coach, uh, being a personal and professional relationship specialist. And uh, it's a real interesting fact to see that it was part of the gospel and part of the uh, readings in church last Sunday, the forgiveness aspect of Peter asking Jesus, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? Seven times? No, 70 times, seven times. And Tracy and I were discussing in our pre-show call before we went to air this afternoon uh, about the uh, Jewish feast of Rosh Hashanah, the uh, holiday of Rosh Hashanah, and the whole concept of atonement and atoning for sin. So this is a timely topic. It's a timely time of year for this topic. Resentment is a really powerful force in the human condition. Resentment can lead to disappointment, which then fosters anger, and anger can lead to hate, and hate can have a really profound negative effect on life, on relationships, on your career. We've all dealt with it. We all have something in our life that pulls at us, something in our life that we can't get past, whether it's a relationship with a family member, whether it's a relationship with a coworker or a colleague or a boss. We've all had something in our lives that has caused that resentment. And tonight we're going to talk about how we take those feelings and those effects of negative energy and how do we move them forward? How do we focus on forgiveness and the healing and the power of forgiveness that can be achieved when we choose that, we choose to forgive, no matter how difficult that may be. And the effect, the really detrimental effect that harboring resentment can have on a person or on a community or on an organization at large we're all part of this together, and I'm really grateful and, and humbled that we can have this conversation tonight. Why do people struggle with forgiveness? That's what we're going to talk about with Tracy. And here she is. Give me one moment. Good evening, Frank. How are you? Ah, uh, gotcha now. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Tracy. Well, thank you for having me on tonight's episode. I definitely appreciate you and the uh, topics you cover, and I just want to say thank you to you and your listeners. Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and um, looking forward to having this conversation and tackling what is a big topic, yet something that's right within where you reside, so to speak, in the coaching space. So I'm, I'm really glad you've come along. It's a pleasure. So beginning now, uh, I think it's really important to talk about forgiveness and that positive energy and 
forgiving what people may do to you on a variety of levels, but I feel like you can't just come out and say, oh, well, you have to go and, and forgive this person or that person for doing X, Y, or Z without going backwards and saying, well, what is the resentment costing me? And what is the resentment doing to me? And what is what is the role of resentment in someone's life? Because I feel it's almost too pie in the sky or Pollyanna to be like, well, you should just tell the person that you're sorry. You should forgive them and move on. So I think you almost can't do that without going backwards and looking at that first piece. So I think that's probably a good place to start, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, when we think of the word forgiveness, it's, it's such a simple word. Um, and it's something very simple to do. It's, it's just not easy. And it's not easy because we've got all of this resentment or disappointment. And, um, you know, that creates a lot of catabolic energy within our bodies. So um, resentment is really bitterness. It's anger. And it manifests in so many different ways. It could be headaches or lack of sleep, um, uh, illness in your body, um, you know, shoulders that are pinched. And, and you will know if you are harboring forgiveness because you have these ailments or um, you really just aren't aligned with being happy or relieved. Um, so as easy as it is to say just forgive and forget, it is necessary to really reconcile with what is it that you feel has been done to you that's caused this um, feeling of resentment within. So when we talk about resentment, um, you know, there's a famous saying that resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for someone else to die. Um, and so when I hear that, it's it's really true because we hold on to this and resentment is you owe me so really when we are holding on to forgiveness we are saying to somebody else you owe me um and i and i can't move past this until you reconcile with me i like that you owe me and that's really it that when you boil it down that's really at the heart of the emotional side of that is that feeling of, you know, so-and-so owes me this and holding on to that versus putting yourself in someone else's shoes and, and because you're, it's so hard to even find empathy in those moments when you're just blinded by all this, all these other negative emotions that take place. You can't even say, hey, wait a second, let me look at this from another point of view. No, it's all you owe me because of X. Right. And, and it really is a feeling and everybody is entitled to their feeling of disappointment because, you know, it's because there was an expectation that wasn't met um, or somebody did something that you really didn't agree with or you didn't, you didn't want to happen to you. And that's where that anger or um, resentment gets built up. And at the same time, even though you've got that resentment, when I when I when I'm when I work with my clients and they have this anger and they have this disappointment and they're not willing to forgive someone else or some act that might have taken place, I often ask them, you know, what is it going to take to make you whole? 
what is it that this other person could possibly do right now that would make you say, all right, everything is okay. What is it that they can give you? So what is it that you feel you are owed? And if you were to get it right now, would you be able to move on? That's a great point because there's so much division caused by resentment too. When you think about it at its core, and that's part of the reason why I want to have it on this show, is I talk about breaking down those barriers caused by division. And so much of resentment causes division among people, uh, whether it be family members or colleagues or coworkers. So it's, it, that's a great reframe, if you will, to say to them, you know, what would you do if that happened right this minute? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that really um, does help them, yeah, to check themselves, essentially. It is. But as, as humans, it's our nature to be consumed by those feelings um, of the you owe me or you did something to me. However, when we get a moment to breathe or when we have that person like a coach to hold our hands and take us through the journey towards forgiveness, you know, we get to tackle some pretty powerful questions along the way um you know the one being you know what is it going to take for this for this um situation for you to move past the situation or um you know are you going to allow what happened to inhibit you or stop you from moving to where it is that you really want to be so in certain circumstances let's think in the professional world you know, where you've got two coworkers and they just don't get along and there's some resentment built up there. And are you going to allow that subject matter or that person to inhibit you from really performing at your top level in the workplace? And, and or even within a couple, are you going to allow something that happened, for example, infidelity, um, are you going to allow that to inhibit you and your, your partner from moving past that to having a wonderful life together. Um, and so, yeah, resentment will stop you or, or inhibit you from getting to the goal of what you really desire. And, and a lot of times we just get stuck in that hole because we feel like this thing has been done to us. We can't move past it. And you know what? If, it, if this happened to us, I must. I must be the type of person who doesn't deserve the happiness or I must be the type of person who doesn't deserve the promotion. Um, And we kind of just sit in that space, in that pit, and it's really challenging to get out of that and get out of our own way to really get to the place we want to be, and that is through forgiveness. That's a good point, too. The guilt and shame part of it plays a huge role. We, We tend to look at it as... You either feel guilty about harboring so much resentment at some point towards somebody, or we feel like we're not worthy of whatever it is. So that's why that other person is getting getting one over on us, essentially. Uh, in your uh, practice, I guess you could say, in, in working with people, what is the, uh, the first step in trying to uncover some of that and move past some of those feelings because you know yeah identify that identify the effects of it what is kind of the first step and so that's a that's a great question so it's almost like saying well what are my what's my starting block um and and when i work with clients the starting block is really to uncover what their values are 
um, we we do things in life for two reasons. We do things out of love or we do things out of fear. And the core of who we are is made up by um, the word values. And so we go through a value assessment of, you know, what is it that you value? So, for example, some people value family. Some people value commitment. Some people value acknowledgement. You know, what is it that's incredibly important to you on a day-to-day basis? And you will know what that is because you are very passionate about something because of that value, or when that value is threatened, you get extremely upset. Um, so communication, for example, is, is one of my values. And when I am not able to share fully um, how I feel or what I think, that's rubbing up against my values and I feel threatened. I might get a little defensive or I might just shut down. But I love communication so much because that's really the core of, of what I do and um, how I perform and, and it's really the, the juxtaposition of my, the corner piece for my relationships that it's something that I love so much that I, I dedicate my life to it every day to help foster good communication. So that's what the first step is, is to really uncover what's your value and what do you do out of love and, and where has it been threatened? And so that would be the first step to uncover what do you value and what, what was threatened, what was compromised and, and how is, is the situation inhibiting you from allowing that value to exist in your life fully right now. Gotcha. Thank you. We're just about 15 minutes in. We're 17 minutes in to be exact here at 717 here on the East. And you're listening to Life Coach Radio Network. The program is undivided. The episode number is six, believe it or not. The topic is forgiveness over resentment. Tracy's along with me tonight. I'm very blessed to have her along. And show promo for Brenda Baird's show. That's Brenda Baird's 7 p.m. Central time. I always have to remember to add that. So it's 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Radio Network. That show airs tomorrow, Thursday, the 21st. Check it out, Brenda Baird, with another new show, 7 p.m. Central, on the Life Coach Radio Network tomorrow, Thursday, the 21st. And you guys are listening to Undivided Episode 6, we're back and tackling forgiveness over resentment. Uh, Tracy, thank you for being along with me, and we're going to delve right back into, okay, so now that, we, now that we identify that first component, what is the motivation or what is the incentive for forgiveness, in your opinion, dealing with people that go through things on a, uh, every day on various reasons, what is the really at the core of that motivation? Is it speaking to the values? Is it more about the energy? Is it more about what that negative effect has done to them and holding on to the resentment, or is it something else? The key word is energy, and that is what's going to shift someone into the mode of forgiveness and moving past this. Um, And energy plays such a huge role in everything that we do and everything that we are. Um, And when we think of energy, it's catabolic and anabolic. And catabolic is that destructive uh, energy. And anabolic is that happy-go-lucky, if we can create and all is possible and all is great in the world type of energy. And it's moving from that place of 
the bottom, the catabolic energy of, um, you know, resentment, which, you know, catabolic is destroying. So you're destroying your mind and your feelings and your body and your relationship and your future when you're stuck in that place. And what we want to do is shift that energy into the place of possibility. Um, And how that's done is allowing the client to really be okay and and let them know that it's normal to feel the way that they're feeling because they really expected things to be done differently or to happen differently. And it's their feeling. And it's bringing them to that place of accountability now. And that's where the dynamic of energy will shift. And what was my role in this? And and how did I play a part in this? And and it's 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 the part where we stop pointing fingers. And it's the point where we start saying, Okay, this is my part and once we get to this is my part, it's and what do I want? And when people start to realize, Oh wow, it's what I want now, I realize I've been compromised, but it's what I want now, I can have what I want. Absolutely you can have what you want um, and that's that's what I do I help you to get what you want and to help hold your hand and navigate you towards what you want and it's through that accountability that that energy starts to shift um, and so I would say that moving from resentment into forgiveness is about energy where is it is it positive is it negative um, and and how do we get you to that point of it being positive once again? Why do you think people struggle with forgiveness? Is it a societal thing? Is it a cultural thing? Speaking from, from us living here in America uh, versus other countries where, you know, that may not be part of the cultural aspect of it. Is it something that's inherent in us as as a culture or as a society? Is it something different? Uh, why do you think people struggle so much with that concept? Is it that people are just ingrained in, well, I've got to hold on to, to certain feelings because, like, someone's so wronged me? Or is it something else? I, I believe that forgiveness is something very systemic, and it's something... Um, from the beginning of time, um, it's something that's biblical. It's something that's definitely in, in held high in various religions and beliefs. Um, it's something that is learned behavior culturally, and it's learned behavior just as human beings because we learn from day one. If we if we're hungry and we cry, we get fed. Um, if you study and you write your test, you'd like an A. If you work Monday to Friday, you'd like to be paid on Friday. So we're, we have expectations um, because we're said, oh, if we do this, then we should get that. And when we don't get that, we're disappointed and we become angry. And we can see that that's pretty much the root in all of those contexts I, message, I, I mentioned Um, religion, um, society, culture, uh, learned behavior. Um, So we feel like we're owed something when we give something. So we give our love or we give our trust or we give our time, and those are very valuable things, and we do expect things in return. 
we get we expect to be loved in return or we re, we expect fidelity or we expect a promotion or we expect to be acknowledged and when those things don't happen then we get angry and that's where the resentment starts to build it's understandable and and I know in my own situation and working with a few different people uh, that are harboring some things mostly familiar type of stuff, familiar relationships and a um, uh, couple of, um, of other more personal relationships, uh, let's say with a, a boyfriend, girlfriend type of thing. Um, I found that I've got to get the person to look within themselves and forgive themselves before they could even forgive the other party. Is that something that you've come across in what you've been doing and with the people that you've been working with just, you know, generally in a macro type of of way? Um, And for our listeners out there, how would they begin that process of saying, okay, I need to forgive myself first for whatever that may be and move forward? Right. And what you mentioned, Frank, is that point of moving from shifting that energy from resentment into, you know, moving past things. And what you mentioned is forgiving the self. And really, you know, forgiveness means that you actually assume that something is right or wrong. Then that's the judgment that you create about something. Um, And that piece of forgiving yourself, it's that part of, that's the accountability aspect of things. So we can call it forgiving ourselves. We can call it accountability but we did have a role in whatever it is that took place. Um, And that's where we work with the client to identify what was your role in this. Um, And whatever the role is, it doesn't mean you did something good or you did something bad, but you were involved in it as the recipient. So it's taking them out of that victim mode, isolating them, and saying, okay, you as a human being, these are your values, and this is what was compromised, and it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling, However, you know, what's your part in this? Are you allowing this to inhibit you from moving forward? Did you allow this to happen? You know, where is your voice and how do you want to move past this while empowering yourself at the same time? Um, so, yes, we, we have to take accountability for thinking that we are, you know, ashamed or we have to forgive ourselves from, you know, allowing ourselves to stay in this place or we have to forgive ourselves for, um, various things, um, depending on what's unearthed during um, the session or our time together. But absolutely, that is um, a key point, is the forgiveness of the self and becoming aligned within. So forgiving yourself is really starting to become aligned with who you are and your values and what you want. It's very true. And that alignment and that process is a fascinating one that that takes place between coach and client. And then when you see it manifest into the client with the client and the other party or parties involved, uh, that is a a real breakthrough for us. I think you can attest to that. Uh, Almost like when they break through on something else that they overcome a barrier or some kind of uh, energy block or uh, some, overcoming some kind of other aspect in their life, it's huge to see them begin that process and take it through both with themselves and then with someone else. Um, 
what do you think prevents us from doing so? So like, you might go to the point of, I forgive myself, but what do you think, in your view, prevents us from doing that with other people? How could it be, you know, it's, it's hard enough at some points to get certain people to say they forgive themselves. What's that next component, that next step? Um, you know, they definitely want to be acknowledged. They want to be recognized and validated for how they felt or what has happened to them. Um, you know, for example, it's, it's really easy to take um, scenarios of infidelity and um, when someone has broken the trust or the bond of marriage, for example, and what that partner who has been the victim of that, you know, would like to hear is more than I'm sorry, but they want to hear, I realize that I broke the trust between us and I realize that I hurt you and, and I'm sorry that I did that. Um, they want to be acknowledged. They want their feelings to be acknowledged. They want somebody to recognize that um, they're hurt. And until they are, until the person who is, who is holding on to the forgiveness is acknowledged, um, it's really challenging for them to get past that. And in some cases, you know, they, the, they've, the victim is unable to be acknowledged by the, you know, by the person who victimized them. And then it's working through... Um, you know, forgiving the moment or what happened or, um, you know, really just getting them to a place of acknowledging themselves or what happened or various other sources of acknowledgement. And that could be through a therapist, that could be through a coach, that could be through um, a member of the cloth, like the, uh, the, the church. So that acknowledgement is really key. That is, it is 7.30. Look at how that worked out. 7.30 on the nose here on the East yeah. Coast. You're listening to, look at that. Wow, great. We hit right on our time prompt here. Great job, Trace. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're listening to Undivided here on Life Coach Radio Network, episode number six, Forgiveness Over Resentment. And we're going to open up the calls in a moment. I wanted to announce that earlier. We're going to be taking calls. We are live uh, right now, uh, 646-716-9397. 646-716-9397 is the number to call. Audible.com is our show sponsor for all your Audible needs, home audio needs, audible.com. And Sisters of the Diaspora is right back at you tomorrow, Thursday, the 21st of September, 7 p.m. Eastern, over on the Power Network, part of the Life Coach Radio Networks. Uh, and Trina Ramsey and the crew over there will have a brand-new show for you tomorrow night, Thursday, the 21st, Sisters of the Diaspora, 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Power Network. And I've got an idea. You could listen to them at 7 and then listen to Brenda Baird at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, and make a night of it tomorrow with Life Coach Radio Network. So back here on Undivided, episode number six, and again, number to call is 646-716-9397. And another idea uh, that you can do, because I know some people have said to me they were uh, reticent about calling into the show, 
undividedshow at gmail.com. You can email me, question, comment, undividedshow at gmail.com. That's actually an idea my wife gave to me. So now we're back here on the show. Uh, Tracy, you still with us? Still here. Awesome. So glad to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. We're glad to have you. Um, so I want to take a step back for a second and say that in another way of looking at this, why we go into this segment called Bridging the Divide on the show at this point in the show. And you want to take people from, okay, we're over here and we're in a situation where we're feeling anger, we're feeling pain, we're feeling maybe disappointment or frustration, we're feeling a lot of those negative ways that we feel when resentment is in the mix, is in the picture. And some people might say that the anger really hurts us more than the person that we're actually mad at. And that's another way of looking at it. I wanted just to touch on that briefly with you um, as we look at taking and bridging that divide from the resentment and the the divisions caused by this resentment to forgiveness that some points you holding on to that anger that does more to you than actually the person that you're having the anger towards that's absolutely right like i said famous quote was um resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die um in most cases, the other person is going about living their life um, while the person holding on to the resentment is sitting there stewing and creating all these stories in their head, and, and it really does cause ailments within their body. That's, that's also known as stress, um, and stress you know, translates into things like high blood pressure or um, headaches, um, and sometimes it could be, you know, Um, you know, shoulder pains, muscle pains, things like that. But it comes out in how we speak to other people. It inhibits us from really enjoying our time out and about. And and I often say that person or that thing that happened is running around in your head rent-free. So, so much space in your body and in your mind and in your heart are taken up by resentment um, and it's it's just not helpful to the person, whereas the other person has no clue really what's going on on the inside of the person who's holding on to that. That's true. That's true. Now, what are some methods or strategies that you've used to deal, for, one, with that, and then, two, with, with helping people get beyond resentment, to bridge that, that divide? Right. And so... What we typically would work on are, are, you know, really depends on the person's situation and, and how we're navigating it. But I always, I always say that the antidote for any catabolic energy, the antidote for anger or disappointment, the antidote for resentment is gratitude. So the more time we spend writing down things that we're grateful for, um, and it could be something like, you know, a teaching moment. Um, You know, that person was my best teacher in patience. Um, From this situation, I was able to learn A, B, and C. Um, I'm thankful for 
um, you know, the child that I have out of the marriage that was broken, whatever the, the circumstances is, when we start to think about the things we're so grateful for, it really starts to shift that energy and it starts to change their perspective. And so even though gratitude is one technique, really what we're doing is changing our perspective. We're trying to look at the situation from another angle, from another viewpoint. And once we do that, our environment starts to change. And now we can see the exit. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Now we can start to build strategies for moving on. Gotcha. Makes sense. Do you have a tool to deal with resentment? Is that something yeah, that yeah. is there, within? There, yeah. Yeah. There's there's various there are various methods um, that we use in the practice. There are various exercises. I, I think it's incredibly important for my client to have those resources on hand that are tangible for them to use and work through to help shift them. So, yeah, there, there, there's a few different techniques and processes um, that TLC's created to be able to help um, motivate or shift or help that client move through towards um, forgiveness. But just in general, for our listeners who really are trying to work through things themselves, um, start by writing the things that you're grateful for and grateful for and thankful for and the experience, the lessons that have come out of the situation. For me, I, it conjures up um, the three best things drill, that three best things uh, technique that we were using at one point. Um, coming through coaching, there's a bunch of different things that they teach us, and you know, the three best things mm-hmm. about today, and then they change up today. You know, write down, and for me, it really made me think about that. And then to look back at the day and say, okay, from when I came in in the morning to when I was leaving at, you know, 5 o'clock, how my day shifted, and all those things that I was grateful for. And and it's a really good examination or self-examination of the things that, and it shifts that mindset, if you will, from a a negative one to one that's a lot more positive in nature. Uh, So, again, the uh, call-in number is 646 Seven one six nine three nine seven six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. This is Undivided, episode six, forgiveness over resentment, and we're talking about forgiveness right now and how that could be the most difficult thing to do, yet it has the most benefit to it. And so many things in life can be that way, that that risk return ratio. And what is available for you if you were to open up and to allow yourself uh, to reach that point of healing and restorative energy? Uh, what do you think, Tracy, in your opinion and your experiences, the best way to demonstrate that healing that's capable, that, that restorative, positive energy that's available to us in the process of actually going through forgiveness to another person, to someone who doesn't really want to do it or has limited experience with it? Um, I, would, I would definitely, it, it's different for everybody um, because we all have different ways that we communicate. So some people are very verbal. 
some people it's through actions. Um, so I would say the way to demonstrate that you're moving into forgiveness is one one way is really because it really is you. Um, it starts with you because once you it, you're the one holding the forgiveness, you're the one extending the forgiveness, and so once you do one thing that you have been inhibiting yourself to do um, or you say one thing that you've been holding on to say, then you start moving towards that. Um, you start moving towards that light of forgiveness. So it, it really is something action-oriented. Yeah. That's awesome. So is it something that you almost create an action plan around when, you, when you're working with a client? It's sometimes it's a plan and how to execute that, but really it's something that's uncomfortable, but yet it's something that's courageous and something different. And so it requires them to do something that they haven't been doing all of this time, which is holding on to something. Um, so like I said, it could be an action. It could be a word. It could be writing a letter um, to themselves forgiving themselves um, but it will it's an action that's required on the client's part and we it really is specific to the circumstance and it's specific to the person um, but there are exercises that we do go through that help them to take action and help them to understand what action they can take and then we move into what action they will take so it's really step by step sure and and within, at least in, in my experience, and people that I've come across and connected with, the hardest thing to do is to let go. And I, I know it's, it's a, a human emotion. I think it's the hardest thing to do is to let go because we, by nature, want to hold on. And that concept of surrender is just really a foreign one within our whole lexicon, if you will. Oh, we have a caller, so I'm going to see about putting this caller up. Uh, 313 is the area code. Um, when I flip this on, please turn down the speakers or however you're listening to the show, if you will. And then it's what's your name, what's your name, where are you from, and your question or comment. Hello? Hi. My, hello. How are you? We're good, great. Good. good. My name is Wendy, and I'm calling from Detroit. Hi, Hi Wendy, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. No, I've been enjoying the broadcast, and Tracy, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Thank I you. I just wanted to ask, you know, sometimes for me, my childhood impressions of a topic like forgiveness run very, very deep. And so growing up, you know, I learned that you forgive, but you don't forget. And even though I know that's not a workable paradigm, sometimes I still get stuck there. So could you just elaborate a little bit about the fact that forgiving but not forgetting is not really forgiveness maybe? And how do I get beyond that and not letting my old paradigms, you know, creep into my present? Right. Um, and it's, it's a very good question, Wendy, and it's natural um, that we can forgive things, but we don't forget. We're human beings, and we are given memory. 
Um, and memory is triggered by circumstances. Sometimes it's triggered by smell. It's, it's really triggered by a sense um, and something that is familiar. And so when you have such a long history, when you spent so much time, let's say, for example, you spent, you know, 30 years, because you sound very young, you're probably 23. So you've spent oh, 23 you. years. <laughs> you've right, spent right. 23 years learning about, you know, forgiveness and, and, and what it's like or an unforgiveness or anger, it does take time to get over it. But at the same time, what I would tell you is when those bouts happen, when you remember or when you're harboring unforgiveness, most of the time, and it, and it takes time with the client to realize this, you're really not upset or holding on to resentment about a situation that just happened you're really holding on to something that happened a long time ago. Um, and it's just reoccurring in a different way. So what I have to say to you about that is, no, you may not forget, but what you can also bring into the memory of things is that it's a natural feeling um, that you're, once again, bring the gratitude in it. You know, I'm thankful to where I am today and what I've overcome or whatever it is that you can start to find gratitude, and you will shift out of that. It's only natural because, once again, it's a value that's being compromised, which sets us way back to whatever it was that happened. But when we start to gravitate towards gratitude or what we're thankful for, it then opens up the possibilities, and we can then, um, you know, store that memory or store that feeling away for a while again. Okay. It also conjures up that's for me... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Wendy. No, I was just going to say that's helpful. Yeah. Oh, great. Good. Great, great. I'm I'm glad that that helped you to to deal with that. Did you have any other questions for us or comments? No, I'm going to hang up and keep listening, and thank you all for for, for this broadcast. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for the call, for being an active participant in it. Thank you very much, Wendy, and you have a great night. All right, bye-bye. Goodbye. And it gets me, Tracy, into thinking uh, another thing that you could say is is a coaching practice or coach speak, but it is also part of our general lexicon, excuse me, is moving from head to heart. And I'm sure you see that a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Moving from the head to the heart is a really big component of this as we talk about bridging a divide of, how resentment can cause so many issues. Can you yes. speak to that a little bit about, you know, taking that and, and, and using that skill to kind of turn, turn people towards forgiveness? Absolutely. Um, you know, being a scientist, um, it's, it's extremely logical for me in, in, in how you say bridge the divide from head to heart. And it's really human nature, it's human nature for us to think things and it's human nature for us to feel things and then it's human nature for us to do things. And so whatever it is we're thinking about, it's really important for us to, to think about how is that causing us to feel and what feeling is manifesting because of our thoughts. Because whatever we're thinking, it's going to translate into that feeling. Whatever we're feeling, we're going to react on that feeling and everything we do is coming from that place of feeling. And it really requires us to change one of those three things. If I change my thoughts, my feeling is going to change. 
and then my action is going to change. Or if I do one thing, which is why it's so important for me to get my client into an action, if I, if we can do one thing, then we will feel differently and think differently. And so changing that thought or changing that feeling will change the action and the outcome will change. So, yeah, it's so important because everything starts with a thought. Exactly. And it's almost like changing the perspective because the person that we are holding that resentment towards or holding that anger or that holding on to those negative feelings, they have their own problems and their own issues, and we can't make those issues our own issues. So that, that has to be a, a dividing line that's put up, too, and to tell, in, in, in a lot of ways, the client, you can't start doing that and, and uh, misconstruing things because they have their own maybe set of issues that they haven't dealt with properly. And I'm sure you've run across that as well as we talk about those feelings and moving them into a more catabolic place. Yeah, I, I would say. Or place, I should say. Right, I, I, definitely more in the positive realm. I can't say that none of my clients, I would ever say, didn't handle something properly. Everybody handles things the best way they know how um, with what they have in that moment. Um, it's the ones that are actually brave enough to um, get some assistance to move out of that Um, really realize, like, I don't want to stay here anymore, and I don't want to be divided anymore from living in a way that that I'm entitled to, because we're all entitled to a life that we enjoy and that we love um, from a place of passion. So those people who really say to themselves, I don't want to stay in this space anymore. I'm really tired of it, and it's done enough damage to my body, and it's I'm tired of it tearing me apart and I'm tired of all the sleep that I'm losing and, and really they get so resentful of resentment that they say, I'm going to do something about this now. And, and that's where things begin. Exactly. That's uh, that's a very good point. And as we look at, you talk about divisions in the individual, the family unit. We have some divisions in society, too, that have been bubbling around and on the surface and now kind of on that overflow point. And we see that happening throughout the world, uh, what, what, what's going on in Venezuela, with what's going on in other parts of the world, and what's going on here in our own country. You know, we look at St. Louis you know, being the most recent example of that. And the, the resentment and the anger of... Uh, and the misplaced anger towards people they don't even know quite often mm. in those circles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of resentment that stems back from so far. But yeah, that's the kind of resentment that's really deep-rooted. Um, and, and even though it's something that they're responsible for, may not have been responsible for, or learned behavior, whatever the root of it is, it's something that needs or requires to be work through um, and, it, and it will take time um, because there are many stigmas associated with that um, so it, it requires time and it requires willingness and energy and, and absolutely there are times where you get tired and fed up of dealing with certain things and, and we, just, we just have to breathe through moments and really 
think about what's the end game, what's the intention here, um, and, and the possibilities of what it is that we truly want. Exactly. And as we look for common ground, as we've got about 10 minutes left, we go to our common ground segment. Again, the number to call is 646-716-9397. Again, 646-716-9397. Audible.com is the sponsor of our program and all our programs here on Life Coach Radio Network. Undivided show at gmail.com is the email address. For anyone who wants to email in a question, comments, or some kind of uh, contribution, if you will, to the dialogue, how can we take these strategies and these tools and all these components that we've identified and use them to help others who may harbor resentment? So it's almost like, okay, well, we're going to take our client or our friend or someone that we know that we've helped to take those steps toward forgiveness, what can we do or what can they do to help others that don't have those skills, don't have those tools? Mm. What can we do to find common ground with them? I would say leading by example. A lot of times people will want what you have And it's not something that's tangible. It's something that's within. And they'll gravitate towards you. And eventually you will share and exchange that secret that you've learned or that place that you've you've come into. But leading by example and sharing experiences and testimonies um, is a great way to start because it really requires inspiration. Um, It's it's someone who inspires you. It's a muse that allows you to recognize, like, I want, I want what they have. I want to feel the way they're feeling. I want to do the things that they're doing, but I want to do what I want to do with that feeling. Um, so I would say the first step to helping would be leading by example. Um, another is if you recognize something, say something and say it out of love and definitely prep the conversation out of love. Hey, I noticed ABC, you know, perhaps you want to benefit from yada, yada, yada. Also, I, I really, you know, one of the things that I, that I teach is communication and, and how to ask questions that will prompt curiosity from anyone so that they can really get connected with how they're feeling, what they're thinking and what they want. Those questions are so important in uncovering the underlying effects, particularly when you look at what's going on on a, on a national level, on our national consciousness right now. Some of those questions should be part of the dialogue, uh, I think, at least in moving us forward and in dealing with this. And uh, do you see, or, or I should say, what do you see as being the... I would say the blocks or the barriers to starting that kind of communication. Typically the things that would inhibit someone for having that sort of communication or um, being able to discuss it is coming from a place of fear. Um, The fear that what you're saying, the other person is going to get angry with, or the fear that if the discussion, you say something, it's going to hurt their feeling 
and and oftentimes it's because the person may feel unentitled, not worthy enough um, to say what they're going to say or to want what they want. Um, so they're coming from a place of being scared of of sharing or exchanging how they feel or what they want or what they think, and understandably so. Um, a lot of a lot of why we don't do things is because of assumptions or the way that we're interpreting the situation, the perspective we have on it. Um, and it's so important to actually ask empowering questions or ask clarifying questions and really set the intention. If it's one thing that I always recommend is what is the intention? What is the purpose behind what you're saying or what you're asking or what you're sharing? Um, and if it's an intention to improve or to grow or to open, um, it's not selfish, it's not manipulative, it's really from a place of love and your values, then you're going to move in the right direction. Right, and that forgiveness will in turn bring about peace and healing for you and ideally peace and healing for those around you because that kind of energy is, is infectious. That kind of example is one of prime importance as well. Um, I wanted to spend a, a couple minutes, and I'm going to circle back here on the, on the show and tie things up on the whole concept of what you're trying to do with TLC and uh, also with the networking and some of the workshops that you're going to be doing and uh, how can people get in touch with you if they want you to do so. Um, so I want to touch on that real fast. Awesome. So mm, the best way to get in touch with me is through email and um, through my website, um, it's www.tracyleacockcoaching.com. Um, the phone number is 973-577-7307. And email address is info at tracyleacockcoaching.com. Um, and from there, you know, we talk, we can, there's always somebody available to have a discussion. Um, nine out of ten times, you'll You'll definitely want to work, um, especially with me. Um, and there's always an assessment. There's, there's complimentary sessions. There's a lot of information on the website. But for me, I always want to have a, a conversation. Everything for me starts with a conversation to really understand where the client is coming from, what do they want to do, and where do they want to go. And I do offer workshops on a quarterly basis. You do. That's awesome. That's uh, that's great to know. And then also on the concept of networking, you know, uh, one of the best people I know at networking people with other people. Uh, so Thank if anyone, you. yes, absolutely, if you want to speak to that for a minute or uh, let people yeah. know what you can do on that. One. Yeah, networking is key. Um, it really is a building. It's 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 not knowing a person for what they can give you but it's really building a relationship. So when I work with people on networking, once again, it's from the standpoint of what's your intention. And, you know, it's, it's an exchange. The best networking that takes place is because there's an exchange. You're giving something. You're going to receive something. And it's not always on the same level. Um, but when you network, when you meet somebody, everybody you meet is an opportunity to grow or to learn or to move further in life. Um, and so when I work with folks on networking, 
It really is what's the intention, what do you want from it, and how can you give um, so that the benefit always comes back again. That's awesome. That's great. Well, thank you, Tracy, for having us and uh, having uh, taken the time to speak with us and, and to listeners tonight. Uh, it's really I been a pleasure, Frank. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for for your time and and coming on, and that you know to to kind of tie things up for tonight, and then uh, do a couple of promos and talk about my next show, et cetera, and so forth. Our forgiveness, some things that, that we may decide to forgive, that might help someone else because showing that kind of mercy might leave someone else to understand that that type of mercy is possible and that forgiveness is possible. For me, it comes from a spiritual component of uh, showing another person mercy, uh, showing someone else forgiveness, uh, for someone else, it may come from another place or it may come from the example of someone else. There's a, a song by Matthew West, people can check out, called Forgiveness. And he wrote it about a mother who forgave her child's killer who was a drunk driver because she knew that that kind of anger was never going to bring her child back. And that's a really powerful song and a really powerful way that he actually accessed the process of writing it. But forgiveness is possible, and I hope that some of what Tracy shared with you tonight and with all of our listeners tonight will help people understand that forgiveness is the only way that we're going to heal, and it's the only way you're going to let go of those things that, if you don't let go of them, are going to eat you up from the inside out. So it's my hope that we reach you in some way. And if we could do anything for you, Tracy gave her information. I can be reached frankjamaduricoaching.com. That's my website. Uh, you can reach me frankjamaduri at gmail.com. You can reach me at undividedshow at gmail.com. However you want to reach me, I'm available to do workshops. Tracy and I are available to do workshops together if that's what you like. Um, Absolutely. Awesome. So we're we're here, and we're also here to listen. And we're here to help, and we're here to help you out there to unlock those things that are holding you back, that are unlock those things that are, are dragging you down to a place that you're maybe tired of being in. And, and we can help you with that. So please reach out to us, and if, and if we can't, we'll refer you to someone that can. That can. I, I promise you that. But Tracy's been doing this a little bit and and really knows how to help people and how to move their relationships forward from a place of resentment or a place of hurt to a place of forgiveness and healing and joy and possibility. So please take us up on that. Uh, Think Tank is coming your way uh, noon Eastern time on the Life Coach Radio Network on Wednesday the 27th. That's, again, Think Tank with another great new episode, Noon Eastern, on the Life Coach Radio Network. That's Wednesday, the 27th, one week from today, Think Tank. And my next show, speaking of Undivided, is Wednesday, October 4th. So, again, it's first and third Wednesday, so we'll be with you again in two weeks. Wednesday, October 4th, Episode 7, 
Defeating the Stigma of Mental Illness. My special guest for that big topic is Nick Perez. Nick is a doctorate student in psychology and is doing an internship in neuropsychology at this point. And he's going to join me for that program that's going to air Wednesday, October the 4th, Episode 7 of Undivided. So again, thank you, Tracy, for coming on. Uh, thank it's you for sharing with us. And with, thank you for sharing with us and with the audience what you did. And uh, I'm hoping that everyone will find it a little easier to forgive some of the hurt that resides within them. This has been Episode 6 of Undivided, Forgiveness Over Resentment, with my special co-host, Tracy Leacock. Thank you all very much, and until I see you again, be blessed and be well. Mm -hmm. Good night.